This is episode 646 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life so you can love your people, get prepared, and live free. Today's article, 2020 has been a miserable year and Americans are the unhappiest they have been in ages. Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version with some commentary of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Hey everyone, this episode is sponsored by the exclusive Prepper Website email group, which allows you to communicate with other preppers right from your email. You don't have to worry about your every link, click, or word being tracked by social media. This email group resides on the same servers as Prepper Website, so you know you can trust it. Other benefits include members-only videos and periodic webinars, and also bi-weekly online meetups. This is a great value for $20 a year. For more information, visit PrepperWebsite.net or click the link in the show notes. Everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Prepper Website Podcast. Hey, I, you know, for those of you that have been hanging out with me for a while now, you know I record these, or I record most of them on Sunday evening. And uh, today's Father's Day, so I am feeling very full. Uh, my wife cooked a nice big meal for me and uh, nice and full. And so I am going to struggle to get through this this uh, episode. And uh, so uh, I, I am feeling good, though. Glad to uh, uh, be celebrated today and uh, been able to spend some time with my own father. And, and uh, you know, hopefully you were able to, too, or you're, or you're able to reflect and remember your dad and all the, uh, all, all the special memories that you have there. Hey, I want to address, as we move forward here, before we get to the article, I want to address a review that I received on iTunes. And this is from P. Warren. And normally, I don't address the, 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 like the two stars, the one star, you know, things like that. But P. Warren left me two stars, which I, you know, that's completely fine. It's up to you. You can do that on, on iTunes. And if someone deserves it, I completely, you know, understand and agree. If I deserve it, Please leave me two stars. But the reason for the two stars is I'm kind of baffled by it. So this is what the review says. This podcast is just reading articles. I believe the articles are content from their site, but I find it tedious to listen. I wish there would be some discussion around the subjects instead of just a monotone voice reading to me as though I am blind. Okay, so yeah, if you go to iTunes and you read the description of the podcast... It says it right in the description. If you listen to the podcast, if you listen to the very opening of it, I dis- I discuss that. I say it that hey, I am you know reading articles. These are you know online versions or, or audible versions of articles that are you know from Prepper website. So I, I don't understand where that review comes from, right? Either that or maybe he skipped the whole introduction. I, I don't understand that, but you know. That's fine. There have been people that have left one, two star reviews that have left some really great advice. And so I've tried to take that that advice and I've tried to become better at that. And I'm all about receiving advice and trying to become better and uh, provide a, a better podcast experience out there for people. But when we are leaving reviews, think just think about that. When you're thinking uh, about leaving reviews for other people, have something that's constructive and don't leave something that is so evident. I mean, it's out there. It's it's 
on iTunes. You can see it if you were to go to the you know to the to the iTunes site where Prepper website podcast is at. It is at the very beginning of the podcast episode, every single episode. And so, you know, just be a little bit better than that. So P. Warren, if you're still listening, man, you know, I challenge you to give some better constructive feedback than than just that. You know, there's times where I read reviews on Amazon and somebody will leave a review like uh, the box that the delivery driver came, you know, that, you know, I found on my doorstep or whatever. It was smashed or ripped open. And so they leave like a three-star review or a two-star review. Well, that's not the, the fault of the person who is providing the product. That is Amazon's fault, right? But you're leaving a negative review on, on that review. And it just, you know, think about what you're doing and think about the, the you know, the, the reviews and how that, how other people are going to see that, I guess. Because I am one person that always recommends look at reviews and look at what other people are saying. And uh, hopefully people will see P. Warren's review here and say, well, duh. I mean, it says it all over the place. And, you know, there you go. So I don't know. Um, I welcome you to leave reviews over at iTunes or any other uh, podcast network that carries the podcast. Now, I think we're on all, all, the, all of them, all the big ones. And so I, I welcome that. Welcome any feedback. Like I said, I try to get better. So with that about podcasts and talking about podcasts, I, I want to let you know that I was on a podcast. I was interviewed. Actually, I did two interviews this last weekend. And one of them was uploaded uh, you know, pretty, pretty much right away. And uh, I was interviewed by John over at Peace of Mind Podcast. It's a fairly new podcast. And I think he's got about four or five episodes out there. And so uh, we got to talk about a lot of different things, what's going on. We, we even were able to talk a little bit about faith at the very end. So I uh, just want to give John over at Peace of Mind podcast uh, a shout out. I'm going to link to that episode if, you, if you'd like to, uh, to go listen to that. I'm also linking to it on Prepper website as well. And so, uh, you know, just go let John know that you are, uh, that, you're, that you're listening and you, you, heard, uh, you heard about the interview over on Prepper website podcast. And here, here's the thing. There's not a lot of preparedness podcasts out there right now. I know maybe people are taking breaks and, and different things like that. And people are coming from, you know, there's, there's podcasts, but they're, they're coming from different points of view and all that kind of stuff. And so when there's somebody that is doing a podcast, you know, let's go ahead and uh, give them a shout out and let's uh, encourage them and uh, to, to continue on, to, to, to continue providing that content, especially if podcast is, is one of the main ways where you are getting your preparedness information. All right, so enough of that. Let's go ahead and jump into our article of the podcast. It comes to us from Michael Schneider over at theeconomiccollapseblog.com. And like I mentioned in the intro, the title of today's article is called 2020 has been a miserable year and Americans are the unhappiest they have been in ages. So I want to go ahead and read this article, but then I'm going to discuss uh, some, some, just some things and some ideas here at the very end. And really what, what I want to go to is I want to share, I think maybe we're, yeah, we're, we're unhappy and these things are going and, and where it's going, but so that we can prepare and we can have, uh, uh, you know, have a, have a little bit of thought ahead of time so we're not caught unaware and unprepared. So let's go ahead and jump into this article again from the economic collapse blog.com. So what a year this has been so far. First, 
the greatest public health crisis in 100 years hit us. Then the U.S. economy imploded, and now the streets of many of our major cities resemble war zones after weeks of rioting, looting, and violence. It has been one thing after another, and this has taken a great toll on the mental health of the American people. Of course, we weren't exactly in great shape coming into this year. In 2019, it was being reported that the suicide rate in the U.S. was at an all-time record high. Alcohol-related deaths were at an all-time record high, and drug overdose deaths were at an all-time record high. So the truth is that we were already deeply miserable before 2020 came along, and now a brand new survey has discovered that as a result of everything that has happened so far this year, we have become even more unhappy. So quote, spoiler alert, 2020 has been rough on the American psyche. Folks in the U.S. are more unhappy today than they've been in nearly 50 years. This bold yet unsurprising conclusion comes from the COVID response tracking study conducted by NORC at the University of Chicago. It finds that just 14% of American adults say they're very happy, down from 31% who said the same in 2018. End quote. Would you say that you are very happy with your life? I hope so, and I would like to think that most of my readers are more content with their lives than the general population as a whole. Personally, I would definitely label myself as very happy, but it looks like most of the population definitely does not feel the same way. According to the survey, the coronavirus lockdowns are one of the big reasons why Americans are feeling less happy these days. Being forced to stay away from others has caused many people to feel increasingly lonely. So, quote, about twice as many Americans report being lonely today as in 2018. And not surprisingly, given the lockdown that tried to contain the spread of the coronavirus, there has also been a drop in satisfaction with social activities and relationships. Compared with 2018, Americans also are about twice as likely to say they sometimes or often have felt a lack of companionship. 45% versus 27%, and felt left out 37% versus 18% in the past four weeks. Humans are inherently social creatures, and we were created to love and be loved. I think that our politicians greatly underestimated the damage that social isolation would cause for many people. In some cases, the consequences have been absolutely devastating. Meanwhile, a lot of Americans are also feeling unhappy these days due to economic reasons. Up to this point in 2020, more than 100,000 businesses have permanently shut down. Economic activity all over the planet has dropped precipitously, and more than 44 million Americans have filed claims of unemployment benefits. Initially, it was hoped that most of those jobs would eventually come back, but now it has become very clear that is not going to happen. In fact, one new estimate is projecting that a whopping 42% of the job losses will be permanent. So, quote, 50% of U.S. job losses come from the combination of lockdown and weak demand, 30% from the reallocation shock, and 20% from high unemployment benefits, Bloomberg found. A report by the Becker Friedman Institute at the University of Chicago estimated 42% of layoffs that occurred as a result of the pandemic will be permanent, end quote. In other words, millions upon millions of Americans that have lost their jobs during this pandemic will never be getting their old jobs back. When I first started telling my readers that a lot of these jobs would never return, I got some really nasty emails. There were some people that were absolutely incensed that I would suggest such a thing. 
but now the truth of the matter has become obvious to everyone. Unfortunately, a large portion of the population was not prepared for an economic shock of this magnitude. In fact, another new survey has found that 33% of all Americans do not feel prepared to deal with the financial impact of this pandemic. So, quote, even before COVID-19 was a household name, many Americans struggled to build up an emergency fund. Now, for some, the need for such a foundation is painfully clear. A full third, or 33%, of respondents said they do not feel prepared to deal with the financial impact of the pandemic. If our current financial situation gets worse before it gets better, Americans need to have money set aside that they can lean back on as a last resort, Ferrix said. If you don't currently have an emergency fund, try to set aside as much as you can every month and aim to build enough to cover between three and six months of living expenses, end quote. For years, I've been strongly urging my readers to build up their emergency funds and hopefully most of them heeded the advice because things are not going to be turning around anytime soon. The bad news is that much of the economic suffering that has been deferred by unprecedented government intervention is about to hit us in a major way. And the really bad news is that the economic problems that we are facing now are going to pale in comparison to what we will be facing in future years. Needless to say, this is going to put even more stress on the mental health of Americans. So if you think that people are going absolutely nuts right now, just wait until you see how bad things get when our society really starts to melt down. But just because things will be falling apart all around you does not mean that you have to be personally miserable. If you derive meaning and purpose in your life from your career, your ambitions, your bank account, your social status, and all of the things you have accumulated, then you will definitely have an exceedingly difficult time dealing with the things that are coming. However, if instead you choose to derive meaning and purpose in life from the things that really matter, you will not be shaken even if all of your plans, programs, and material possessions are taken from you. All of human history has been building up to the moment that we are living in right now, and you were born for such a time as this. So don't crawl into a hole and complain about how bad things are as conditions deteriorate. Instead, choose to stand up and become the person that you were created to be. All right, so that concludes the article over at uh, the Economic Collapse blog. And uh, we thank you, Michael, for that, um, that word and that little bit of encouragement there at the end. Because when we start looking at the news and we start looking at everything that's there, Man, it can be very disheartening, uh, you know, because you're, you're getting bad news after bad news after bad news. It just it just seems like uh, that's the way it goes, you know. And one of the things when they started opening up, so like Texas started opening up a couple of weeks back, and it was supposed to be like this slow, gradual open, but it just seemed like people, the minute that they heard things were going to open up again, people just hit the ground running, and it was back to normal. And uh, we are seeing numbers go back up again. And uh, we have the uh, the governor uh, this last week did a big, the governor of Texas did a, a big news conference and they were talking about the beds that were available in the hospitals. And you remember that was the whole reason for the lockdown at the very beginning was to, you know, curve or to flatten the curve so that hospitals would not get overwhelmed. And so that was one of the things that they were talking about with the numbers of, of uh, people being, being confirmed infected going up. 
and hospital bed numbers going up that uh, they just wanted to let people know how many beds were available. And so they had this big old, big old news conference, right? And so that's, that's one thing that you, you keep your eyes on. So what I really wanted to talk about here towards, uh, towards the end and, uh, or at the, the second part of this uh, podcast episode is this. A lot of preppers have been preparing for like a, a, a specific event. Like, you know, there's people out there that, you know, are looking at, you know, like an EMP or nuclear war or terrorism or or it was always like this one event and it seemed like it was going to be nice and clear cut, right? It was going to be, you know, the grid shut down. It was going to be you know, nuclear war. It was going to be terrorism and, and, and it was going to be this clear cut thing and it was like you were all of a sudden thrown into an SHTF moment, the thing is, is that while we are here and we are looking at what is going on, we see a lot of things that are, it's like a lot of little bites just, you know, being taken out of society. And so you have, uh, you know, COVID, the COVID-19 thing. You have the economic situation going on. You have protests and riots. You have the divisiveness in in all over that you see on social media. I mean, just post, just post whatever your opinion is on social media. And if you have friends that don't believe, quote unquote, friends or people that have friended you on social media, just wait to see. It won't take very long for you know people to come back and to, to start arguing with you and uh, you know going at it. And there's just so much divisiveness in you know in in the country and really in the world because the protests and the riots that we're seeing if you are paying attention and you are looking at uh more than just some of the things on social media these things are happening all over the world it's like the whole world decided to say hey we're just sick and tired of being sick and tired and we're angry and we're frustrated and we're ready to start lashing out so it's all these little things, and I'm saying little things, but all these things, and when I say little, I'm saying versus the big SHTF moment. So we have all these things that are taking little bites, and and it's kind of like uh, death by a thousand cuts, right? We're seeing this slow decline into chaos. And the reason I'm saying a slow dec- decline is because for the most part, Things for for most people are relatively sane. I posted an article over on preparedchristians.com and really it was just a, I guess, kind of a recap, a summary of our uh, Prepper website exclusive email group. We get together on uh, Tuesday, every other Tuesday night, and uh, we just share a little bit about, hey, what's going on? What's, you know, what's happening in your part of the world, your part of the nation? And so we have people from all over the place kind of sharing out what the grocery stores look like and maybe if, if there's riots and things that, that are happening uh, wherever they're at and uh, decisions that they're making. And then we try to talk about a different topic and just kind of bring that up. And it's just kind of like a, a little bit of a, a free-for-all. You know, a lot of preppers, uh, there's a lot of preppers out there that that don't prep 
uh, with their families. They don't have the, their whole families. Their spouses might not be on board. They might okay be okay with it. But for the most part, as far as talking preparedness and, and talking survival and shop and all that kind of stuff, uh, you know, unless you're going to a forum, you really don't have that. And so this really provides that need. And it, it's, it's, it's great to be able to just hang out with uh, people to be able to do this. And so in, in talking about this, you know, there's all, all these different things. So anyway, so I shared on, uh, on uh, Prepared Christians this article about all the things that were, were kind of going on and all these little things that are, are happening. And it's all different in different places, in different parts of the country. And we're all seeing a little bit of different stuff. You know, we're seeing, for the most part, things are getting back to normal when we're talking about the... Uh, we're talking about the grocery stores, right? That's one big one big deal because we were talking about food food uh, shortages and food supply and and uh, you know at the very beginning of the COVID thing, you know there were store shelves that were just empty and you could see. I mean, people that live here in the area where I live in in the Houston area in the suburbs, people were posting pictures that I know of stores here in the area that like shelves were completely empty, and for the most part. And this is why I go back to things are pretty much sane. For the most part, things are back to normal. I mean, there were some, you know, people up north were talking about that it's hard to find soup. Uh, you know, I've been watching the different things on the shelves that are that are coming back. Uh, somebody said, you know, I can I can get good toilet paper now, right? It's not that John Wayne toilet paper that uh, you know that no name brand that you were just like, oh my gosh, I got to use this. Like, yeah. Um, and so, or if you didn't have your stock of, of toilet paper, like I always suggest, you should have right. Store the good stuff. Why not? And uh, so anyway, so people are like, yeah, I, I, I can find the good toilet paper. I think one of the things that, you know, pretty much anybody, everybody was saying is like, you know, disinfectant wipes. And really, those are for convenience sake, you know, and it just makes it easy to wipe things down. You can just pull a wipe out of the out of the little, you know, container and, and go clean and whatever. Uh, you don't need those. But, you know, that was one thing that people are having a little bit more trouble trouble finding. But again, I go back to the fact that things seem to have been to start stabilizing, right? Things are a little bit uh, back to normal. We might have uh, meat might be a little bit more expensive. I think one person in in Pennsylvania was saying that uh, when they go to the grocery store, they still have a limit on how much meat they can buy, like two packages of beef, two packages of pork, two packages of chicken. I, you know, most people don't have that. I know I don't have that. I can go into the store and I can load up my cart on on food and they're not going to say, hey, there's any limit on anything anymore. And so we, ha- we have, for the most part, things look sane. Things look back to normal, but then we still have this thing, you know, all this stuff in, in the background, things that are going on, things that we know that are there and that they are affecting society and they are affecting the overall temperature of uh you know life out there and so we're dealing with the covid covid-19 thing so even if you don't believe in wearing masks and you you believe that this isn't such a big deal other people believe it and other people will respond you know accordingly other people will respond to hysteria and all of that kind of stuff so you're really dealing with not only your understanding of it, 
but you're dealing with having to deal with other people, right? And and so that aspect is there. Then we have the economic situation, uh, like Michael was talking about, and people have lost their jobs. You know, one of the things that uh, I don't know if it got so much uh, news or attention out there, but there were long lines at at food banks out there. People who have lost their job and and because of some of the things that, like Michael was saying, people don't have an emergency fund. People don't have savings. They are living paycheck to paycheck. And so now that paycheck, they know they're not going to get another paycheck. They've got to keep the lights on. They've got to pay rent. They've got to pay mortgage. And then so, uh, you know, where do they where do they go to get the food? And so there was long lines in food banks and you're, you know, dealing with that because people were not prepared. And then we also have a lot of people uh, receiving unemployment right now. And so we know that unemployment doesn't last forever. What happens when that unemployment starts to run out and people start to panic? Like they don't have any money coming 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 in and they really start to panic. Um, I was reading an article about how people, there's been a lot of loans that have not been paid. There's been a lot of uh, you know, rent that has been missed or people are behind and, you know, agencies and businesses are trying to work with people and trying to deal with people. But for the most part, you know, they're going to be losing money as well. Uh, I know someone who was trying to break a lease because they wanted to move to an, another city in the state. And most of the time, you know, apartments will tell you, yeah, okay, they'll always give you something, uh, you know, they'll give you something that, hey, yeah, we, uh, uh, you, you can't uh, break the lease, right? That's always part of it, or you'll have to pay all this stuff. But for the most part, most of them will work with you, right? And they'll, they'll say, yeah, okay, fine, you know, pay this or pay that, whatever, you're going to lose your deposit. But this person that I know of was like, no, if you leave, we're going to sue you for the full amount. And I think a lot of it is because they're hurting now and and they are needing the money and they just can't let people off the hook anymore. And then we have the riots and the protests and the things going on. And, you know, people have asked me, people who know because I live in Houston, uh, they know there was, you know, George Floyd was from Houston and we had the big 20,000 person march and the big funeral and all that kind of stuff. And people are like, hey, how are things down there? And I'm so far away from where that was, uh, where that took place. That's downtown. And it's kind of funny. It, anytime uh, I work and live and, and everything is kind of, you know, out here where I live, out in the suburbs. And when I go in, in town for whatever, I mean, things change so much. It's like I don't even recognize it. So I, I very rarely go all the way into downtown where uh, the marches and the things were going on. So I'm really far away from that. But for the most part, it does affect the city. You know, there are people out there that are, are uh, you know, have different ideas about it. And I know that things were shut down and, and you you might be experiencing this as well. You know, there's people out there that live a little bit further out into the country. And even in the in the email group, when we were meeting online, they're like, yeah, I'm so far out into the country. I, we don't get any of that at all. You know, other people were like, yeah, you know, like one block away from my from my business, 
um, you know, things are going on, you know, they're tearing down statues and stuff. And so, uh, my, my boss has said, you know, we're working from home and, and it's not just the COVID thing, but now it's the safety because you never know what's going to happen downtown. And so you have that aspect of it. And again, the, the divisiveness of what is going on right now, you have one group that is going out there and they're destroying, but at some point, the people on the other side that believe the other way are going to be upset about all the things that are happening as well. You can already see it on social media. You can already see it in some forums and you can see it in some articles and and different things like that. But eventually people will get upset and they're going to be meeting. I mean, violence is going to be out there on the streets and it's going to happen. And so that takes it up to a whole nother notch. You've got people talking about defunding the police and that kind of blows my mind. I mean, what are you going to do when there's no police around? You have the the, the place up in uh, Seattle. And, you know, it blows my mind that, that this has been allowed to happen and, and go on. So it started out being called uh, the Capitol, Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone, so CHAZ. And, and now it's they've changed the name to CHOP. And so, you know, what, whatever, I don't even know what that stands for. But uh, maybe it's Occupied. I don't know. It can't be occupied zone. Uh, but anyway, so you have this place out there and you hear stories. Stories are, are, are coming out of people being raped and people being beat up and all this kind of. It's not like you're utopian. Let's all just have this, you know, love everybody and everything is going to be great. You've seen the video out there. If you've been on social media at all of, you know, that warlord guy who opens up his trunk and all these weapons are in there and people are walking around and, and, and then they got upset because people were shot and, you know, the police or the ambulances wouldn't go in there. And so you know, you got all this craziness going on. So what about those people that are, that, that are there, those businesses that are in that quote unquote autonomous zone that are stuck there and can't leave or, or the residents that are there and weren't, weren't looking at where all this stuff was going and paying attention to it. I know that that's, they've tried some of those things in, in other parts of the country and they've been shut down very quickly, but you know, you have this aspect going on and people are just getting fed up when you start talking to, you start watching the interviews with people over there in Seattle that are around that area. They're like frustrated. They're like, what, you know, nothing is being done. I've lived here all my life. I'm ready to move. I'm ready to get out. So you have that aspect of it. You've got the global supply that we we really still haven't felt the full effect of all of that. And we don't know where all that's going to happen. And if, you know, uh, the, if we're going to have all the things that we're going to necessarily need, we know that COVID, that there's some things in, in Beijing, like I, I believe now they've, they've, uh, locked down maybe like 40,000 or 90,000 people at, at, at this point right now, because there's been some, um, uh, asymptomatic people, you know, you know, walking around and, and, and carrying it around. So you, you have that. I've talked about the divisiveness and the anger. And so you have all these things all at one time going and and everything is is happening. And like I said before, we have talked a lot about being prepared for that SHTF moment. But it's like it's not just this moment. It's like this long moment, this slow decline, this slow slide into chaos 
that we are experiencing. And like I said, things are still okay for the most part, you know, for most part that that, you know, people that are are not living in inner cities and not affected by all this, but you can still feel it. You know, you can almost see what is coming and where it's going. And so my my cry out to you here is to look ahead into the future and be prepared. You know, that's what preparedness is. That's what you are, uh, you know, you, you are gearing up to. Someone asked me recently, you know, did you have to prepare a lot for COVID? And my thing was, you know, I didn't have to really prepare that much for it because I had already thought about what would happen and what kinds of things I would want if I was in a pandemic, you know? And so, yeah, there's always other things you can have, but I can tell you that I was better prepared than 99.95% of the people out there. And so my thing to you is as we look to the future and as we see all these things continue to happen, because I don't think this thing goes back into the box, right? I don't think the genie, I think I've already said this uh, before on the podcast. I've said it many times. I've even said it at church. I don't think the genie goes back into the bottle. I don't think that, you know, we get to the fall and we get cooler weather and all of a sudden everybody says, okay, hey, you know, cooler weather. Let's go get our pumpkin lattes from, from Starbucks and everything is good in the world. You know, we've got the election coming up and things are going to ramp up even even more so as we get closer to that. And then all the other things on top of that, all the other things. And we see this like the slow slide into chaos. So, again, my plea to you is look forward into the future and think about how you can better prepare your family. Because right now, like when we're talking about groceries and we're talking about the grocery stores, for the most part, things are back to normal. So right now is the time to start shoring up your food storage and all the the holes, right? At the very beginning, when COVID things started happening, people were going to the grocery stores and the grocery stores were, were empty. What kinds of things were you kicking yourself for and saying, man, I wish I had that or I wish I would have had more of this. Now's the time to start doing that because most of those things are back into play. Most of those things are back on the shelves. And now is the time to start making arrangements. Start looking at your finances. Start looking to see if there's ways that you can cut uh, a cut from your, uh, your your monthly bills, right? I mean, that's one thing that, that I have been doing. We've looked at things where we could save money and we have canceled some memberships that I, I know that I wasn't going to be using during the COVID and uh, I probably am never going to go back to. Um, there are some things that we tightened down on and we didn't need uh, so much of this, right? And maybe there are some other things that we wish we had a little bit more of that. And so start making adjustments to your finances. One of the important things, if you don't have a budget, is knowing knowing how much money you have coming in and knowing how much money you have going out is so important. And being able to sit down and, and have a budget and have a plan for your money it is important. And like the, the article said, it was a quote about having uh, some money, some breathing room for an emergency fund. You know, how can, can you imagine how rough it would have been to be a father, to be a mother, to lose your job, to not have money coming in and and being scared about 
where you're going to get the, the next meal or you're looking at your pantry and you say, man, I've got, if I stretch it really, really well, I've got two or three days worth of food here. And then after that, I don't know what I'm going to do because I've got to pay for the electricity and I've got to pay for the, the, the mortgage or the rent and I got to make sure water stays on and all these other types of things. So right now where there's relative quiet, I guess, for the most part, what kinds of things can you do for your finances? Do you need to put a little bit more money away into your emergency fund? Are there some purchases that maybe you can make right now that you've been hanging hanging out and kind of waiting a little bit, but you know, you're like, you know what, if, if uh, I wait, I don't know if I'm going to have access to this. I don't know if, if I'm going to be able to buy this. And so thinking about your money and, and making your money work for you the most, whatever that means. So for some people, that's going to be saving more. For some people, that might be spending. If you can afford it and there are things that need to be done right now, maybe those things like, for instance, medical procedures. You know, that's one thing I remember Fernando Aguirre of The Modern Survivalist always talking about like, you know, if you have like a medical procedure that you need done when it is relatively calm, when things are not crashing down, when there's not a collapse, when in, in, I know medical procedures and going into hospitals right now, maybe people might not want to do that. But if there's something that you can get done, get it done now. Like if there is, you know, you, you need a cavity filled, you need uh, some kind of dental work done, you know, maybe that needs to be done now. Uh, before we get you know into a place where things are really crazy and, and looking crazy. If maybe if you need some repairs and your house needs some repairs, maybe now's the time to do it. Maybe there's people out there that are not getting, you know, people that repairmen that are not getting the jobs like they were getting before and they would love to be able to come out and give you a really great price on on uh, you know, doing some work for you if if you were able to afford that. So again, like I said, some people their money is going to be you need to be saving it. Other people you might choose to make some good decisions to to shore some things up in your life. Uh, you know, like your, you know, like home repairs and, and medical procedures that you need to get done and, and different things like that. Uh, maybe you want to spend a little money on self-defense and maybe you've been holding off to buy a, buy a firearm. You know, I think it was in California, if I'm not mistaken, where the line for, to get into the, to the gun shop, it was like an eight hour wait to get into the gun shop. And when you are waiting that long and people are, are all ahead of you, you you're going to take whatever is there. You're not, you know, you're waiting eight hours. You've got your money to spend. You go in there and they say, we've got this, this, and this, which one do you want? You know, it's like, you know, there's plenty of times you've, you might be in a place right now where you can go into a gun shop and you have, you know, everything that you want is there, right? You know, it's like the, the gun that you've had your eye on, you know, the firearm that you've had your eye, eye on for, for the longest time is there. Maybe it's time for you to go ahead and make that purchase. Maybe it's time for you to, to stock up a little bit more on ammo. Maybe that's that's the thing that you start to do and you start to, to think about. Maybe it's time to, you know, build that garden. Maybe it's time to get some extra skills inside of you. But whatever it might be, Start thinking about what you need now because it's really easy to want to shut off from the world and binge Netflix and binge YouTube and, you know, stay on social media, you know, for hours on end. 
when this is a time here, maybe, maybe, and I'm not saying there's a storm coming. I'm not, I'm just saying if we look ahead, if if we are trying to be prepared and we look ahead, you can see this slow decline into chaos. And if you're seeing this coming, are there things that you can do right now before it gets to to chaos, full chaos? Can we do some things to prepare ourselves now? And that's what I'm wanting you to do. And that's what I'm wanting you to put a little bit of thought and effort into. What kinds of things would you want to do differently in preparation for the world wherever it begins to go? And I like the way that Michael ended his his uh, article when he talked about find joy in, in life. And hopefully you are you have joy. And for me, you know, you a lot of you, if you've been listening to this podcast for uh, for a while, you know that I am a very strong believer. I am a Christian. My faith is is the most important thing to me, more important than anything else. My relationship with God is more important than anything else. And to be honest, I don't know how people do it out there without without knowing that there is something more than this life. For me, I want to live the best life that the Lord has for me here on this earth. I want to accomplish whatever purpose he has for me on on this earth. But I am also looking forward to that day when the trumpet sounds and uh, we we go, we fly, man. We're, We're up in heaven and I'm looking forward to that day. And like I said, I don't understand how people out there do it without that kind of hope just, you know, just kind of going forth and, and and moving forward. So, you know, for me, that is the most important thing and the thing that I hold on to. And I hope you have something along those lines as well that you're able to hold on to. Uh, maybe maybe it is your family. Maybe it is, uh, you know, your kids. Maybe it is your your, your community, whatever it might be. Um, you know, for, for me, the most important is going to be my relationship with God. And I think that should be everyone's. But I know not everybody who listens to this podcast is a believer. I wish you were, but I, I, I know the, the reality of it isn't. And so we need to find the joy in life. The thing is, is that civilizations have come and gone throughout the world. Listen, I'm not talking about this is the end of civilization or anything like that. What I'm talking about is life is going to continue to go on and find that joy in life and find that that peace in knowing that you have what it takes to get past whatever it is. There's going to be road bumps. There's going to be hiccups. There's going to be a little bit of pain out there. You know, there, there's there's going to be some things that are not fun. We are hearing things. We are seeing things. We are maybe even experiencing things in our, uh, maybe even in our emotions with all the, the stuff that we see all over the place that we do not like. And I know people are like, man, I want to go back to the old days and, you know, the way that things used to be. And for some people, that was like November 2019 or December 2019. And, and we just, I just wanted to go back to that and, and, we see all this craziness and we want to make sure that we are able to navigate past it. And I can tell you that society has always been able to do that. Society has always been able to move past and and, and get over the road bumps. And yet, yes, there, there's pain. Yes, yes there's, there, there might be some heartache, but life continues to go on. And so we prepare 
and we build those skills on the inside of us and we uh, you know we are realist in the fact that you know things can devolve very quickly we let me come on let's be honest at the very beginning of 2020 do you, would you have thought that we would be right where we are right now with dealing with a pandemic and dealing with the you know the economic situation dealing with global supplies dealing with riots and the statues i mean we saw the statue stuff happening before but now it's like ramped up even more so and and changing you know packages on food and and changing names of army bases and all these other things all these companies out supporting things and would would you have thought that you would have seen this at the beginning of 2020 and listen we're only i'm recording this on june 21st 2020 it's only been six months six and a half months and so there's been a lot of change in a small amount of time so again look forward try to forecast a little bit and try to do what is best for you and your family not out of reaction and out of fear We have a little bit of time here to be able to make some really good plans and to be able to do some really good things that will help us in the future. Be smart about it, right? Be smart about it. Be wise. Make good decisions. But start looking at the future. For some of you, maybe you need that second stream of income. Maybe you need a third stream of income. I have been talking about that for the longest. I believe every prepper should be doing something along those lines to be to be bringing in extra money and right now is the time. Maybe you have a little bit of time to be able to think about that. Now is the time to be thinking about what you can do to be able to to do that and to move forward uh with with something where you can make some extra money. So uh a lot there and a lot to be thinking about but really start thinking about the future and where we're headed and what kinds of decisions you can make for you and your family so that you can weather the storm better than other people that are out there because they're not preparing, because they're not taking responsibility, because they're not you know, looking ahead. They're just looking at what's right in front of them. Let's look at where we've, where we've come and where we're going and where it could possibly be. And if nothing happens, then the good thing of it is, is that we were prepared and we have maybe some food and we have some extra money and we have you know, bettered our lives. But if we do need it, if things do get crazier and we do need to rely on those plans that we made, then, man, you are going to be in better shape. So hopefully that has been uh, helpful for you and hopefully that has been a blessing for you as we uh, we end out this episode. And again, uh, thanks to Michael Schneider for this article over at the Economic Collapse blog. Guys, like always, I'm going to link to it so you can go check it out. And uh, you might want to go look at some of the, the surveys. I mean, he quotes a lot and he refers to a lot of other articles out there. So you might want to click on some of those and go read the full articles that he is quoting. Well, everyone, that's it for episode 646. Hey, to subscribe to the show, make sure you click the subscribe button in your favorite podcast app. And that way you never miss another episode of Sweet Prepper Goodness. And don't forget, if you're looking for more preparedness and self-reliant information, head on over to PrepperWebsite.com 
where we link to 8 to 12 articles every day of the very best self-reliant articles out there. And some of those, we even come back here and read them on the podcast. We also have pages dedicated to alternative news, firearms, DIY, Bible prophecy, frugal living, and homesteading. And lastly, don't forget to join the email list if you haven't. When you do, I'm going to send you a free PDF on 25 handpicked preparedness articles that you should read. And with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until next week, stay prepped and aware. Peace.